1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Tech Talk is underway on this Saturday, the last Saturday before Christmas. And I want to mention we will be off Christmas Eve and return on New Year's Eve. So uh, we'll take next Saturday off and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Thanks so much for joining us. Doug Swinhart is in, Doug, and I hope you're doing well.
2: Yeah, real good, Steve. I, uh, I've had some interesting weather the last couple of days. That's always fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it will not stop snowing. I, I can't uh, count how many times I've had the shovel out in the morning and then at night when I get home from work. and um, it, It's been a lot, but it looks like it's finally going to wind down. And then uh, the real cold weather is going to settle into these parts. Certainly another great day to be around the computer and get some things figured out. And this show is all about your calls and your texts. And it is the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. And the number, 651 So we invite you to get in early. We always get a lot of calls right at the end of the program. We always get a lot of texts at the end of the program and run out of time. So we invite you to get in early here on the program today. And Doug, I, I want to start... Uh, was was something that came up a lot about older machines. And this is something I I don't feel like we talk about, particularly those machines where maybe someone's still running Windows 7 or they have 8.1 and they're not sure whether or not they want to upgrade. There's a lot of good computers out there that are running just fine. Is it reasonable? For someone to take that older machine and say, I'm going to break away from Windows and I'm going to do an install of Linux and be able to get on the Internet and do all the things I need to do. Oh, absolutely.
2: Now, I'm really glad you mentioned this. A week ago, I really wanted to put a shout out to a gentleman, 77 years old, had his machine, called me up and said, I'd like to try that, put that Linux on by myself. The only thing he had problems with was creating bootable media. I helped him about a half an hour, didn't hear from him for a couple of days, so I had to call him up and say, Don, how'd you come out with that? He says, up and running. He said, just real fine. I said, well, if you get some time next week, give me a call, and I'll help you tweak and optimize it. I never heard from him. The man was successful. I love that. I just love it.
0: Yeah. So ultimately, what are the steps? Say, for instance, I have an old laptop, and I'm still running Windows 8. I have eight on the machine, but it's a good machine, it's in good shape, it, it, run, it runs fine. What would the steps be involved in, in getting that upgraded to a Linux machine?
2: Well, first thing you want to do is determine if you're going to save your data, which is always a good idea. Yeah, get a copy of it, and then I think that I would suggest either go to Amazon.com or Micro Center and pick up a small, solid-state drive. Pick one up for 20 30 bucks, 30 in and a, if you happen to need an adapter to go from a 3.5-inch drive to a 2.5-inch drive, might as well pick that up. Get on home, take that baby down, and it's really nice if you've got a second computer to use for reference. If you don't, before you take that out, do some reading, probably two, three hours and read. I would suggest for this equipment, if you're running Windows 8, go right straight to Linux Mint and download the XFCE desktop. It is just slick and clean and smooth. It just works. And once you download that ISO, then you need to have a program that you can apply that ISO file to either a DVD drive or a USB drive. And the simplest method to use for a USB drive is Balina Etcher. B-A-L-I-N-A-E-T-C-H-E-R. Two words, Balina Etcher. That's just goof proof, easy-easy. And then you create your USB, you pop it in, and you might have to go to your BIOS and tell it to boot from the USB. With HP, you just tap on the escape key, up comes the menu, you select F9, and in you go. And I believe with Dell, most Dells, F12, will bring up the boot menu. Once you got that, you got it plugged into the Internet, just follow the instructions and install it on that new SSD drive, and you're good to go. Wow. And the, the advantage of this is then you've got your data on the old drive, too. So that's a really, really a plus.
0: Yeah, so, so certainly easy to do, and Doug, you to help people uh, and walk them through it. We'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program, as always. And the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, up and running. If you want to talk to Doug about your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program or text the program 651 651- 4619226 if you call the studio you'll visit with producer Jonathan Lowe If you text comes right into the studio we'll get it on the air as quick as we can uh, from our cities one plumbing talk and text line my computer garbles its sound uh, the, the sound isn't working properly what do I do what I happen you
2: know a, that, that, this is an interesting question That is almost invariably, if he's got some type of sound, but he's getting static. First thing, if it's a desktop, I'd be checking those plugs to make sure that those little plugs are plugged in properly. Next, the speakers themselves might be bad. Now, laptops are famous for this. The speakers, they just, I don't know whether you spill pop on them or what, but then you have to swap out the speakers. I can almost guarantee that that's hardware. It's either hardware or they've got the wrong player. Try to download VLC media, and then go to YouTube and try to play some YouTube's and see what you got. Just, this is fixable. All that's fixable. Yeah, but I think it's. I think it's probably hardware.
0: Yeah, and you you can get if you have oh. a laptop. Uh, my my laptop at work. I don't have it here at home. You you can get really nice external speakers that plug oh. in through the USB, and the sound is tremendous yeah they're little and they're tiny too i got some that about
2: about as big around as a 50 cent piece less than two inches deep they separate so you got stereo they're magnetic so they stick together when you got them in your bag and you're right they sound like great big huge studio monitor speakers i'm amazed at the sound quality
0: yeah so so there is an option if you don't want to fool around with the internal hardware on that uh great bargains on external speakers just plug them into the usb Generally, it's plug and play. Uh, pretty straightforward if you want to fix it that way. Uh, here's the number again, 651-461-9226. Tech Talk rolling along uh, the Saturday before Christmas. And, Doug, we've brought this up years, whether, whether it's graduation time in the spring or during the holiday season. If you're thinking about buying a gift, Technology gifts can be tricky, whether it's smartphones or tablets or laptops. If you're going to be that generous or want to give someone some technology, that's great. We highly recommend a gift card, throw it in a card, say, hey, let's go shopping, because there, there's so many different variables, uh, particularly when young people are looking for technology.
2: Oh, I couldn't agree more. This is such an individual piece of equipment, and it's a piece of equipment that's going to get used a lot. So it becomes the tools. If you got a student, this is the tools that they're using to get through school or college. And it really is important that they have equipment that feels right to them. It isn't too heavy. Uh, I wouldn't go so much for glitz and glamour as I would stability. And if kids are going to college, nearly every college has a program so they can buy a computer and save a ton of money. I, it's uh, But really, get them involved in this thing. Let them have some hands-on. Touch it. Feel it. Pick it up. And I can almost guarantee that most of these young kids—I shouldn't say young—young young adults, most of them, eh, pretty much have a mindset of what they want before you ever leave the door. You watch and see—they're—they're they're up on this kind of thing, and it's a good thing that they are. They're going to be your own computers for a long time to come.
0: Yeah, quick follow up to the uh, previous text on Air Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Um, they're saying, yeah, it is a laptop, and they're saying so I. St- Need to get external speakers? I said, no, just an option if you want a quick fix, right. relatively affordable. If you want to fix the onboard speakers, uh, and it, as Doug toi- pointed out, it, it very well could be hardware in that situation. Right. Th- then it's a bigger job to swap out those little
2: speakers. We, we should also mention, too, that I've actually taken laptops apart and... Somehow, this little dirt and stuff gets in there and it's vibrating on them. And yeah. I've actually just cleaned up. I found them where sometimes the little speakers just real little tiny crack in the little I don't know what you call it. It's kind of a paper material. I've actually taken small little bits of glue, glued that back together, and by golly, they sound okay. And at that point, you got nothing to lose. You might as well try it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but if it is the onboard speakers, and they do get dirty. Oh, yeah. um, and, and they do get debris in there, and, and they will vibrate and, and sound funny. Is there any chance it could be some sort of sound card, if you will?
2: Oh, it's possible, but it's not real likely today. Okay. This is, uh, these are like desktops that had all separate equipment. Today it's all on the motherboard, especially with a laptop. It's possible. And you want to check some drivers, too. I've seen where drivers have got, got corrupt, so it could possibly be software as well. Absolutely.
0: All right, and the quick fix, just get some cheap external speakers. You'll be pretty pleased with that and plug them into the USB. 218 will come back. Much more tech talk on the way on this Saturday before Christmas. Once again, we'll take next Saturday off. We have a lot of great holiday programming here on CCOs. We do each and every year, and then we'll be back on New Year's Day between 2 and 3 o'clock. Still plenty of time to get involved in the program. The number, 651. Four six one nine two two six six five one four six one nine two two six. Here on News Talk, eight three zero WCCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Tech Talk rolls along on this Saturday. We've already had a lot of texts come in to the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, 651-461-9226. If you're having computer problems, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call or text the program today. We're going to go to Mark first on uh, the phone lines from Cross Lake. Mark, hello. Good afternoon. Uh, i got a different kind of problem. I travel to Mexico frequently, and when I get down to Mexico, within two days, Yahoo starts coming out, mx.yahoo.com. So I get Spanish, and which I've managed to get it to translate stuff back to English. I don't get any of the, the United States news and weather and that that I want. Any suggestions on how to force it? to give me regular Yahoo that I'm used to for a uh, a desktop.
2: I'm not sure what you're using for a browser, but I think you should be in either Mozilla or Google Chrome. Probably Mozilla Firefox would be the way. And you should be able to override your location. If you can't, you can shut off your location services as much as you can. You never get rid of them all the way. But it's picking up where you are, and it's just automatically adjusting the uh the internet today really has been sectioned per areas that this is kind of an interesting issue that you bring up but it can be overridden somewhat uh, but if you're working with windows not completely it's a it's a unique problem it really is and i I hope that helps and maybe you can give me a call a little later and I can explain a little bit more what to do with your um with your computer to make sure that you stay in your area at least for the news
0: all right and By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. That brings up a topic about uh, TikTok. There's a lot of concern about security and that TikTok and their parent company is a Chinese company. There's just a lot of concerns about what the Chinese government might be doing with TikTok. There's been a lot of talk about banning it and so on and so forth. You bet. And I think... Slowly but surely, individual governments are, are grabbing more and more control oh. of the Internet, and that's where you talk about sectioning it off, because uh, it, it's very interesting. For anybody who travels, you go to certain – some stuff is not available. You can't get at
2: it. Oh, that's exactly correct. You know, at a number of years ago, you know, we used to be one great big backbone. And the United States actually had total control of the internet. And I'm sure it prevented a worldwide war, maybe even three or four of them. But today, we now have three separate backbones. There's one in China and Korea and and, and that area, and then uh, Russia and Crimea. And that's a pretty substantial area as well. They're totally in control of their own domain names, their own domain name servers. And they can actually control the traffic in and out. I think that it's more important if we can educate people to how vulnerable we are as human beings, and I mean all of us, to the propaganda that we're being spoon-fed. I think it's better off to do that. I mean, and people get with the internet, yeah, when you check your news for the U.S., go to England and, and pick up something from England and check the news for U.S. And check Australia, check the Pacific, uh, the Philippines. You're going to get a whole different slant on the same stories. It's quite unique what's happening, and I think it's better if we can educate people to be aware and to use some caution and to just understand that we are being influenced on a subconscious level. So just got to be open-minded. That kind of like when we talk about kids, we can't world we can't child-proof the internet, so we have to world-proof the child. Same thing.
0: Yeah, and I I guess what, as far as shutting off TikTok. How would they do that?
2: I think that's a mistake, too. I, I really do. human nature is I can't have it. No, I want it. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be effective at all.
0: All right. Um, and the, here is a text along Yahoo. They used to have a menu of which country you wanted to look at. Yep. Um, the, the There is some. But uh, once again, uh, the caller who, who jumped in earlier, Mark from Cross Lake, uh, we'll throw out Doug's phone number and email later in the program. They can do a little bit uh, more of a deeper dive. From our text line, this got back to debris, um, cleaning laptops. People have lunch, they're doing work, they're maybe having breakfast, having a snack, whatever. Point being is, these things do get dirty, get debris on them. Um, Is it possible to maybe use a vacuum cleaner? Is there a computer vacuum cleaner? How do you clean these things? What do you recommend?
2: I take a normal vacuum cleaner. I I start with the keyboard. And I should mention, too, my experience with laptops and notebooks and netbooks, I think they get the dirtiest when they're in their bag. I encourage people to, when they slip them in there, hopefully they got one that's vertical, and put them so the back is up. So the dirt just can't get in there. It just seems to make a big difference. Some of the bags, if you got to clean out that bag. I think they're picking up more debris from there and anywhere. But absolutely, take a vacuum cleaner if it's shut off and just go to town. And I've discovered with, with keyboards especially, this is probably our biggest point of entry for the little bitty particles. You can actually turn your computer upside down so the keys are upside down and go that way. Get yourself a small little paintbrush so you can get in around the keys. Be gentle with the paintbrush. You're not going to hurt it. Just like I say, just just use a little caution, and you'll get through this. It's but yes, you can't keep them clean enough, in my opinion.
0: Uh, what what about uh, gunk on the keys? Maybe wiping down the keyboard. Uh, what, what do you recommend there? And I, I, I'm sure folks can go out and see what the manufacturers' recommendations are. Probably don't want to spray a lot of harsh chemicals, no. et No,
2: no, you really don't. I think. Uh, uh, paper towel, and I section them off, I actually cut them in quarters, and I take a small amount, if they're, if they're gummy, if they've just got junk all over them, I will actually take just a little tiny bit of Goo Gone and go over each individual key after I get them vacuumed. Get the dirt out first when it's dry. Once that's done, I use industrial alcohol, again, very lightly, to clean out the, the uh, Goo Gone. And industrial alcohol is not rubbing alcohol, however, rubbing alcohol will work just fine, It just takes longer to dry. Industrial alcohol is like 98%, 99% um, alcohol, and it just almost dries instant. And that can't be used to disinfect anything either because it just dries too fast. And it's really easy. Just take your time, and you'll get it done.
0: Yeah, certainly good advice. Keep those machines clean. That will help operation as well. Oh, by the way, we're going to come back, talk about Windows 11, get Doug's thoughts on that. We have a question on our Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. But first, a quick break. We'll update the weather in a moment here on News Talk. E3O WCCO.
3: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too.
0: Tech Talk with Doug on this Saturday. We'll take Christmas Eve off. We'll be back in two weeks. Holiday programming gets started next Saturday at 11 a.m. We've got a great lineup uh, starting at 11 a.m. Christmas Eve and continuing all the way through Sunday here on News Talk E3O WCCO. Doug from the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Let's talk about Provisor. Uh, the, the listener is saying you said it was good for security. Does Provisor actually
2: provide security for your computer? Oh, no, don't misunderstand. This thing does not actually like, stand in between you and the internet with a big caution sign that says stay out. That's not how this works. When I was talking about it, it helped your security. You can actually go in there and you can set this thing to where it will clean out all those caches. And it will just really do a nice job of getting rid of all of the cookies in the garbage. And by the way, the Brave browser now, it actually comes up and asks you if you want to get rid of all those cookies that aren't necessary for functioning. And one click, now they're gone. I think a lot of this, we're getting on top of it, which is huge. But it's not a security program per se. But the better your computer runs, the less that you have to deal with the telemetry and all that kind of stuff the more secure that you are all the way around. Which brings up another point, Steve. There was an article the other day, Microsoft signed malicious Windows drivers used in ransom attacks. When Microsoft went to the exchange of having their developers have the ability to create drivers without any oversight, I was afraid this would happen, it's happened. This isn't exactly Microsoft as a company, but the developers that make drivers. And somebody, did, either, I think it had to be malicious. There were four large companies that found it, and Microsoft is responding, of course. But this is why I always said drivers should be in the hands of the manufacturer of the computer. Just my personal opinion. thought I should bring that up while we're talking about Microsoft a little bit here.
0: Yeah. Uh, By the way, Provisor, P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. It's a free PC cleaner and privacy tool, but that leads us into virus protection. What do you recommend? What should people be running?
2: Well, you know, that's the thing, too. That I'm really getting kind of sketchy on whether we... Because there's no such thing as a zero day. But if you, it depends on how you use your computer. Age of users seems to be huge. If you've got teenagers or young adults in the house, you're definitely going to want to have something. I would say, without, hands down, I just think Malwarebytes is one of the best that you can get. I just love ESET, ENOD, ESET32. Great products, absolutely great products. Somebody sent in a a questionnaire, must have been a month ago or so, about a company in Iowa. Of course, now I can't remember it, but I checked them out. That's pretty decent, too. And they do a five-year contract for almost the same price that these other guys are charging a year. And I kind of like the fact that they're in Iowa. They're kind of our people, you know. Um, We'll have that for them next week as well. But, yeah, I think that depending on how you use it, especially if you've got Windows Home and not Windows Pro, you're definitely going to want to have some type of protection in place. But think of provisor as more like sea cleaner. It's really, it's just like sea cleaner on steroids. Not so much security as it is more towards the cleaning aspect. And viruses, absolutely. We've got to stay on our toes here. We've got to stay on top of it. And I think we'll all do a much, much better job.
0: Very good. And from our Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line, we've got another one. By the way, there's still time to get in on the program, whether you want to call or text the show. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I haven't heard this. Maybe you have, Doug. I'm finding more computers for sale with Windows 11 in S mode. What what's that all about?
2: Well, if that's the same as the S mode for Windows uh, 8, that's going to be a real limited edition. I don't know. I'm going to have to check on that. I don't care for all these, this little fancy marketing and, well, we'll charge you less money, but, well, you don't have this function and that function. I can't do this. I'll have to look into that. That's, that's new. They had a version of, um, of Windows 7 and 8 that they called S mode, and it was just the bare essentials, and I mean bare essentials, and within probably 30 to 60 days, people were going out and buying a whole operating system. I hope Microsoft isn't at, at that again, but it, they could be. It's uh, I, I don't like deceitful business the way people do. I just don't care for that. that that's probably it.
0: All right, so stripped-down model,
2: I, I long think and should, short of it? Yeah, I think you should think of it that way.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of great deals on technology right now. We we talked about shopping. Uh, if you are in the market for a new machine, there there's been some really good deals.
2: Oh, I made a mistake on that. I did a quick uh, um, scan on this, quick search. The S, according to Microsoft, stands for security and performance. Okay. Switching out the S mode of Windows. Yeah, see, it was just the opposite before. Uh, yeah, it's turning off the S yeah,
0: mode. Yeah, we, we we can get into more detail during yeah. the break, but uh, just just a quick follow-up on deals right now. Um, a lot of deals on equipment.
2: Oh, my goodness, yes. This is... um. They're not having to bang-up here that I think that they anticipated. And the last couple weeks, according just looking at the prices, that, it shows that. They're dropping. Video cards have just taken a deep dive, which is way overdue. I'm glad to see that. But absolutely, you're, we're still paying more for computers this year than we did last year. However, I believe we're getting better equipment as well. It's a, it's a trade-off. It truly is. But competition is really stiff this month, really, really stiff. And people are buying, but not as anticipated. So you're going to see those drops more coming up here. The closer we get to Christmas and possibly even after Christmas. But it's a good time to buy computer equipment of any type.
0: Uh, Doug, and another one with the cold weather looming. It goes without saying, the real hot stuff, uh, the real cold stuff. uh, Leaving phones, laptops, tablets in the car. Bad idea. The heat's hard on them. The bitter cold is as well.
2: Oh no doubt, and if you happen to forget it in the car and you bring it in the house, give it a good ten, twelve hours. depending on the temperature, of course, but I'd suggest a good ten, twelve hours before you turn it on. Absolutely, it just let that and and be aware too that when they go from cold to hot, they have a tendency of creating some kind of a vapor, a moisture inside. So once you turn that thing on. Leave it run for a good 12-14 hours. Get that get it dried out back inside. It's uh but that is really hard on machines. Really hard on machines.
0: Yeah, you know cell phones are generally good because people keep them in a pocket close mm-hmm. to their body and it retains some of that heat or maybe they uh put them in a coat, in a bra's pocket or whatever. Uh but but any other equipment that's in a bag or so on and so forth. That that takes a little time to warm up. I, I wouldn't just set that cold machine down and fire it up
2: like no, and I out. think and I think smartphones and are are less susceptible because they're sealed and they don't have the excuse me they don't have the, the as much opportunity to build up the condensation inside and that's really what would cause the damage going from heat to cold. They're they're better. I think they're they're less vulnerable than laptops and netbooks. But at any rate, let them have some time to climatize. That's absolutely essential.
0: All right, quick break. We'll have a whole lot more here on Tech Talk. Still time to get in on the program today. It is the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Doug Swinhart is on board. 651-461-9226. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email. At the end of the program today, as always, and we should remind you one week from today, Christmas Eve, we'll take the day off or return on New Year's Eve the 31st here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Final segment of the program, we'll be back in two weeks. We're taking Christmas Eve off. Holiday programming begins at 11 a.m. on Saturday and continues right through Christmas on Sunday. So we'll be back on New Year's Eve still time to get in here on Tech Talk, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226 is the phone number here on the program. Doug, this is another important topic, and we bring it up week to week. Please, back up your data. Right now, uh, my, my dad has an old email account. Uh, from his business endeavors. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get all those old emails backed up. And then we're going to take those emails and load them into a program um, where he'll be able to access those in the future. Because once we back up those emails, we just can't read the raw data. We need to put them into some sort of, uh, I think it's email client. Does that sound about right?
2: You can do it that way. If, you, if you're if you going to bring them down to the local, have everything saved locally, you'll definitely need a local email client uh, such as Thunderbird, something like that. Yep. Another way that you could do it is if he has a Gmail account in addition to this is you would actually install Thunderbird, put both accounts in Thunderbird, then just copy the folders from the account, like your Yahoo account, and just copy the folders right underneath your Gmail account, and that will actually send them back up to the cloud. That also is very effective. So yep. it doesn't have to keep them on the server, but yes, if you want, and I think you should keep them forever. I really do.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's the plan. But number one, we first have to get them out of Outlook and get them, you know, on on some sort of backup, uh, mm-hmm. external hard drive, whatever. And then how would would something like Thunderbird work? Would he have to open Thunderbird to get his email and get access to his email accounts?
2: Yes, it's one click, and then uh, it looks kind of like Outlook, actually. It's got on the left side, it's got your folders, and then each account, and then underneath each account, your folders. And then, of course, on the right side, then you've got your messages. I usually split screen, have my messages up on top, and then I move down a preview of the message down below. And Thunderbird is really nice to work with. The only thing that you might have problems with will be the dual authentication, and I think they're even getting that squared away. And Google, Gmail, as you probably know, is requiring dual authentication now.
0: Now, what what about uh, putting that on a smartphone as well to be able to – would it sync with, say, a Chromebook and a a smartphone if you're using Thunderbird in that way?
2: I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's a little bit touchy with, with Android just yet. You can do that, but you're much better off if you just have your simple Gmail account or something like that and have it set up as IMAP or web-based mail. That keeps everything synced just right on the money. I got you. one of these email accounts has to be the hub. One of them has to be the godhead, and I would highly, highly recommend it be Gmail.
0: Yeah, that, that, that sounds like a really good plan. So all current active email archive going to Thunderbird. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, outstanding. One of the things people need to keep in mind, we haven't thrown it out on the program today. We did a little bit when we talked about taking an old machine and switching it from a Windows machine into a Linux machine. But uh, here's something you want to do. Cold weather, can't spend a lot of time outside, uh, more difficult to run errands, etc. Back up your data. Doug, let's, let's talk about those strategies before the end of the program.
2: You just can't stress this enough. If it's something important, pictures, for example, at the very least, send them up to Google Photos. You at least got two copies. But the right way would be to have all of them categorized and strained out and then take an external hard drive and just copy the folder from your drive right straight over to the external drive. That's one. As long as you're copying it, while you've got it, if you right-click on the folder, hit Copy, It will stay in your clipboard. Then you'll go over to the external, right-click, paste. Then you can open up Google Drive and right-click and paste again. It's that simple. shouldn't take more than just a few seconds, if that. Now, transferring the data up to Google is going to be a little bit slower because our upstream is much, much slower with our Internet than our downstream. Just walk away and let it work. It won't take too long. It'll get it done. And Google Photos is a perfect place to store. That's going to give you three full copies: a working copy, a local backup copy, and an offsite copy. You're in fairly good shape that way.
0: Yeah, and a lot of lot of great options out there if you're willing to pay for an automated service. Uh, there, there's there's iDrive, there's Carbonite, there, there's CrashPlan. There's a lot of them out there where you can, you know pay a little bit and they'll back up your data and they offer a lot of storage space for photos and docs, etc.
2: And, you know, I have yet to see one where I thought was overpriced. Every one of them is a good deal. Some yeah. got some more features than others. Some are a little easier to work with. The big thing is, is just make sure you're working with a company that will supply support if needed. And you can always call support before you buy it too, just to see if they'll answer the phone. It's um, which is a good test. Not always such a bad thing to do. But everyone I know of, they are just bending over backwards, to, really, to serve the customer. Because they know this is what they offer, is customer support and customer service. And it does make a difference.
0: Well, Doug, uh, the hour goes so quickly. Big thanks to all the folks who uh, called in, sent a text on the program. We apologize to those who didn't make it on the air in the show today. But uh, we want to throw out your phone number and email, Doug. You'll you get back to folks.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Um 651 552 9543. And of course, admin at wccotech.com. A D M I N at wccotech.com. 651 552 9543. And Steve, have a wonderful holiday.
0: Yeah, you as well, Doug. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Uh, enjoy uh, Christmas. Once again, we are off on Christmas Eve and we will be back on New Year's eve uh, that is new year's eve two weeks from today between two and three o'clock once again doug swinhart with Tag talk here on news talk A three O wcco
1: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours